Welcome to Marking by the Minute, Season 4, Breaking Barriers, brought to you in part by the students of Dan Purdy's Integrated Marketing Communications class, where we'll be meeting with alumni from diverse backgrounds in the hopes of breaking the barriers of entry to the marketing community and building bridges through meaningful connections and stories from those we admire. I'm your host, Kyle Berg, and today I'm joined by Western Washington alum, Brian Scowcroft. Today I'm joined by Western Washington alumni Brian Scowcroft, who graduated in 2011 with a degree in business administration with a marketing concentration and with minors in economics and music. Throughout this episode, we'll be exploring Brian's journey from his time in college and how his time here has helped him grow his personal brand and achieve success in his career. Brian, thank you so much for joining us. We'll move on to our next segment, which is called Tough Talks, where we sent out a survey to some students in the Business 310 class uh, where they had the opportunity to ask you questions about your career and your overall experience in the, you know, quote-unquote real world. So we'll move on over to that. So one student asked, Brian, I, I feel like it's more difficult for me to network and create a presence in the business world. Is this something you've also struggled with, and do you have any advice for those who are struggling? I think, um, I think coming, out of, coming out of college, I think, so I guess I'd say networking is like, is really important, uh, particularly in the long term for career advancement. It always helps to kind of make some connections and use those connections and have people that can help uh, be advocates for you so you don't have to like do it all yourself. Um, I think that is, is hard. Um, and I would say like I personally like underutilize those resources earlier in my career, but there are opportunities there to kind of help uh, create some networking opportunities for you. Like I know, for example, there's, I don't remember the exact name of it, but there's something like the Seattle Marketing Association or some kind of thing like that that has like networking meetings, like recurring opportunities for you to just go meet other people in your field yeah. and stuff like that. And those opportunities are there for you. And if you're having um, a hard time kind of building your own network, I would take advantage of stuff like that because um, it wasn't necessarily a thing that I utilized when I was younger, but I would but I would recommend that somebody does, um, especially if they don't kind of have like a pre-built-in network. Um, it also, I think, helps like if you're using LinkedIn and you're active on LinkedIn, I think it will help you get noticed, but I, you know... Internally at Nordstrom, I would give people this advice, but it probably works externally as well. Sometimes it's beneficial to just like find a recruiter for a company that you might want to work for and just like, like, hey, can we talk? Like, like, tell me about your organization. Tell me what things your organization values. Tell me what opportunities are there. And because even if you know you talk to a recruiter or a hiring manager of some kind. Even if it's not about a specific role, they will still know who you are if that specific role does come up. So even just hitting people up for coffee chats is actually really beneficial to people. So I would also recommend people kind of be willing to stick their necks out like that and reach out to people even if they don't know them. Um, so could you kind of talk a little bit about what DEI looks like at a corporate level such as Nordstrom? Um, 
That is that would vary by business quite a bit. I think. I think that's something that Nordstrom has kind of decided to commit to in a bigger way over the years. Um, like Nordstrom, for example, has what we call employee resource groups, and they cover a number of topics. Like um, there's a group for. Black African African Americans. There's a group for Hispanic people in the office. There's an employee research resource group for parents. There's an employee resource group for Asian Americans, LGBTQ community, and they basically function as like safe spaces slash networking opportunities slash like they will have you know we call so we call them ERGs. They will have an ERG meeting like maybe every two weeks if you are in the. Um, Black employee ERG. You might meet with your group every couple weeks, but then also they'll do stuff where they'll like go invite a guest speaker to come in and speak at Nordstrom, and, that, and they will invite like everybody corporately to talk about that. And it's a space for people to talk about their experience as a person of color in the workplace, or a parent in the workplace, or a woman in the workplace, something like that, in a way that's like at scale. Like you don't have to be a part of that group in order to participate in the topics. Um, so just as an example, we had Martin Luther King III come and give a talk at Nordstrom okay, wow, a couple cool. years ago. And everybody got to go and like listen to him speak, meet him, take pictures with him. Like I have pictures of me and him to my Facebook picture I think is a picture of me okay, and him very cool. together wow. at this meeting. And, like, um, so that kind of stuff is really good. It's useful in giving uh, other people a chance to tell their stories, which is really useful because um, it's really important, like for for me and hopefully everybody, that you create a safe space where everybody can kind of bring their life experiences and their values at work and not have to hide them. So these these types of groups are really important for doing something like that. I also say there's other stuff like. Nordstrom is a part of this 15% pledge that is by, I don't remember what year it is, but by some year in the near future, they want 15% of their revenue to be coming from black or Hispanic owned businesses. And so we, you know, go after brands like some of our biggest men's apparel brands are black owned brands. Um, we have Goodman brand, which is Russell Wilson's brand. We have like Off White and Ice Cream and all these black-owned brands that we're um, trying to develop within Nordstrom to hit this 15% pledge and bring awareness to black-owned businesses and stuff like that. So there's there's a number of different approaches to it. Um, also, in terms of hiring and recruiting, how to we reach out to people that are from different walks of life, which I think is a hard thing to do, and I'm not a recruiter, so I don't know exactly how they do this, but I know that it's an important initiative. So there's a lot of ways to bring it to life, um, but if that's something that you value, then I would ask about it and see, because because not every company is going to do things the same way. No, that's awesome. And again, we talk about this a lot, but self-advocating. If, if DEI is something that you really care about, you know, making that voice kind of show and represent at a corporate level and making sure that, you know, you yourself are heard and that you're creating a, a safer space. Yeah, so I would just, I would just quickly add on to that, like, 
I recently went through a round of interviews with me and another partner, and because it's important to us at Nordstrom, we were asking our candidates, what does diversity and inclusion mean to you when we were interviewing people? And that was part of the basis of like, and it, it doesn't mean like we were looking for people of color necessarily, it just means we want to know like if this is a thing that you value, essentially. But I also, along with that, I would say that anytime that you're, that somebody goes out on a job interview, to remember the fact that like, the interview process is a two-way street and the candidate should interview the hiring manager too, in a way, because you want to make sure that the job that you're applying for is a good fit for you too. And so, again, like, if diversity and inclusion is something that you value a lot, ask. And if you don't like the answer you get, you have to decide, like, is this a good opportunity for me or does this opportunity not align with my values and so I'm going to look yep. at a different one. No, and that's awesome. Thank you for answering that. And then our last question here from one of the students is, um, I guess we did kind of answer this, but we'll, we'll go a bit deeper into it. It's it's easy to pick a job that you know opens up right off the door. You know, it's like, oh, they're going to hire me. I'll just take them. Um, how do you know that Nordstrom, I guess, was a right fit for you? And what's the best way to find a job that, that suits someone? Yeah, I guess you, you might not always know what is the right fit for you. You might have to discover it as you go. But for me, I knew that I wanted a place that valued its employees, that didn't view them as, like, data points and actually, like, value them as people, and then but also had, like, the local connection that I was looking for, um, and I knew that going in, so I guess in a way that makes it easier for me, but I think, you know, you're going to learn a lot between, like once you get out into the working world, you're going to learn a lot about yourself, like you don't leave college like a fully formed human, you know, you still continue to develop, and so you'll get to know kind of what values you have as you go, but there, you know, if you have some kind of foundation for it, again, you want to keep that in mind in your job search. Like, not just from the products you're selling, like if you're not into like power tools, you might not want to apply for a job at Home Depot, you know? Um, but also, like, if diversity and inclusion is your thing, like maybe you want to apply for a job at Ben and Jerry's because yeah. they're really good at this stuff and they're really vocal about it. And so if you know that and they put themselves out there like that, like it could work for you. But you know, your your the first job you get out of college is not going to be your last job. Um, so there will be some trial and error involved. The two things that I think are important in any job is one the values thing working for a place that like makes you feel like you're doing right by yourself and also find I mean this is either for the company that you choose to work for or like the team or manager that you choose to work for make sure you're working for someone that is going to help you develop the skills that you want to develop and that you're going to learn from them because I think one piece of advice that I got early that I think is very true, that the manager that you have makes a lot of difference in your career. So 
if you don't think the team you're going to be on will teach you the things that you want to be good at, then it might not be the best fit for you. And I would say that, like, you know, you spend the vast majority of your day working. Absolutely. So you got to like what you do. And you, and you have to, like, be using that time well. It's like, you know, I mentioned earlier that I'm more analytical than creative, right? So if it was me coming out of college and I was, like, interviewing for a job that was creative, like, that wouldn't teach me the things that I wanted to, to learn that wouldn't be using my skills correctly. So that probably wouldn't be a good fit for me. So as important as it is to just, like, get your foot in the door somewhere, I would still be a little intentional about it and know, like... This is where I want to end up. Will this so, role so help me get to it? So kind of seeing that first job is not like the means to an end, but as stepping stones in the, in the grand scheme of things. That's right. Because re realistically, your first job isn't going to be yeah. like the sexy job that you want coming out of college, you know? But you want it to get you on the path to it. Uh, I got one more question from a student. Um, what drew you to the marketing program initially? So I knew I wanted to do something business-related, but I wanted to do something that was more fluid and dynamic. Um, the example that I use, and I, you know, no, no, no disrespect <laughs> to all the accountants out there, but I feel like their job has a lot of rules, right? It's, a, it's really rigid and processy, and there's a lot of, like, you have to do this this way, you have to do this this way. Um, I wanted something that changed, that had allowed more freedom and creativity and creative thinking and stuff like that. Even if I, I'm an analytical and data-driven person, I also don't want to just like do the same stuff every day. Like I want my job to change. So I think part of the reason why retail works for me is that retail is constantly changing and changing really quickly, and so is marketing. And that's kind of what draws me to it. Like, you don't have a lot of rules in marketing. Your rules in marketing are, I need to speak to the customer that I want to speak to and figure out how to do it, right? It's not like, you have to put this line on a balance sheet here in this particular way, otherwise your things aren't gonna balance out. Like, it's not that rigid. And so, like, knowing it's something that I could do that's strategic, critical thinking, but also fluid and dynamic and changing, it won't just be like, running on a treadmill for 40 years like that's yeah, kind of what yeah. made me no i i totally get place. it um i was i was huge hugely turned off by the idea of office jobs myself because just the idea of kind of sitting there hunking over the computer doing the same stuff over and over again and i like what you said about accounting as there i mean no disrespect to accounting obviously but it's it's a lot of rules you have to follow while in marketing people who make the big bucks are the people who break the rules you know they're, they're the ones thinking outside the box. They're, they're looking to kind of shake the waters and see what happens. So I, I really like your answer there. And yeah, just kind of having a bit more creative. Yeah, I mean, so you I need people on both sides of the spectrum, numbers. right? Yeah. Oh, of course, yeah. Yeah, I'm like, you have... You, but yeah, it's just it's just not it's just not me. Like, there's a lot of people who love that and like like 
they're just really into that and they're super valuable and every business needs them and stuff like that. It's just it's just not my personality. Like I like to keep it keep it move it and be able to respond and adapt and see like macro level changes and respond to them and stuff like that. It's just kinda more my speed. Yeah, awesome. Well, Brian, thank you so much. Now, before we head out, um, I do want to talk about the importance of this year's upcoming uh, Give Day. Have you have you participated in the past with Give Day? I have not. I have not. I. But now you that not. you know, I'm trying to ramp up my involvement with Western over the last like year or two really now that I feel like I'm like at a different spot in my career and I can pivot towards giving back and trying to pass on what I've learned. That's awesome. I'm, I'm happy to hear that. And for, for the viewers that, uh, that don't know, Give Day, it's the largest philanthropic event at Western in which all funding goes directly towards all the programs we have at Western. So when our amazing alumni such as Brian uh, donates to the marketing program uh, through Give Day. This provides funding for resources for the marketing program, specifically like uh, SMA, the case competition, networking events, and more uh, that'll work to elevate students' skills and especially as they begin uh, their careers. Um, so, Brian, can you tell us a little bit about what Give Day means to you? Yeah, well, yeah, I. I think you know Western. Western is is a really, really amazing place, and it was hugely impactful for me in um, anything. Like, I guess my my incentive is is to keep it going and make sure other people can have the the same or better experiences than I did there. Um, it's a beautiful school with great teachers who are really invested in their students and. Um, you know, you don't want to you don't want to lose that. It's a really it's a really unique and special place, and so just any opportunity to help Western develop, to reach more students, to you know build out not just its curriculum but its student body, uh, be able to reach more diverse students who would want to go through there later. Like anything that can help towards that work is super yeah, valuable. Awesome. Thank you, Brian. And then, uh, again, to anyone who wants to participate in Give Day, uh, Give Day is on May 25th. Uh, the link will be in the description, of course. So, Brian, thank you so much for joining us again today. Uh, we really appreciate the time uh, you took talking with us about your experience uh, and especially giving advice and giving back to the students overall. This has been extremely insightful, and uh, if you'd like to connect with Brian on uh, LinkedIn, his LinkedIn is Brian Scowcroft. Um, and yes, Brian, thank you so much. We appreciate having you on. Yeah, thank you for having me and happy to be a part of it. Now we're going to shift gears from alumni to student voices. Today I'm joined by the famous Rebecca Andrews. Uh, we'll be highlighting some uh, resources for potential students uh, and going over some upcoming events that you should be putting on your calendars. Rebecca. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having me. So, Rebecca, I feel like it's an understatement to say you're a very involved student here at Western. Everywhere I turn, I see your name on posters, social media, shout out to LinkedIn, and not to mention, I hear you and Dan are kind of BFFs. So, can you tell us a bit about what you do here at Western? 
Yeah, sure. First of all, I don't know why you think Dan and I are BFFs, but I'll take it <laughs> as a compliment. Um, I am the social media manager here on campus for the marketing program. I am also vice president of SMA, and I am the managing director for IMC. So naturally, I work with the program and students for that job. Mm -hmm. Awesome. And you said you're the managing director for IMC. Can you walk us through, so IMC, Integrated Marketing Communications, for those who don't know. Mm -hmm. um, can you walk us through what IMC kind of means to you? IMC is everything to me. I love IMC. <laughs> I started IMC because I was recommended doing to do it for my job as a um, social media manager for the marketing program mm -hmm. um, because it would help me to manage the social media presence that we have on campus. Okay. Um, and what I really loved about IMC was that I was able to create my own brand. Uh, that's something I've been wanting to do for a really long time, but I just didn't know how to start. I didn't know how to do it. And IMC helped me create a brand, create my brand elements, create my, uh, my purpose um, and my value proposition, which is really great. Mm -hmm. All right, so you're the managing director of IMC. Can mm -hmm. you kind of explain what that is? Yeah, so as managing director, I help my main purpose is to help with the integration of the marketing program's brand elements with the content that the content creators are making. Mm -hmm. I started off IMC as a content creator uh, where I created content for the marketing program and I worked my way up to a product manager where I managed a team of five students who were making the content for the mm -hmm. marketing program. And now as managing director, I am overseeing the 20-ish students we have in IMC who are creating content for the program. Mm -hmm. Kind of like what we're doing now. Um, and so you also mentioned you were VP of SMA. Yes. What, what does that entail? Uh, usually entails a lot of work at the beginning of the quarter to plan the schedule for SMA and to bring alumni in and students in to speak during our meetings. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Wow. Well, Rebecca, thank you so much. And if it's all right, I want to talk to you a bit about um, DEI here at Western. Mm -hmm. Can you explain what a DEI is? ADEI stands for Access, Diversity, Equity, Inclusion. Ed, our marketing department chair, likes to say inclusive excellence here a lot on in the marketing program. Essentially means just making sure everyone has equitable access to the marketing program resources and is able to join the marketing program. Okay, awesome. Rebecca, the, the goal of this season is to help make underrepresented students feel more welcomed in the marketing community. Mm -hmm. Can you tell us a little bit about, if it's all right with you, your unique experience as a student of color here at Western? Yeah. Um, at Western in general, I went through most of my college career during COVID, so I didn't really see that many people. And then I came back on campus, and I felt kind of lonely in the marketing program. Mm -hmm. I started really joining the marketing program, taking marketing classes, like when I was a junior at the end of the year. And I felt really lonely. I didn't really know anybody, and I wanted to change that. Um, I'm naturally a very shy person, but during COVID, you couldn't see anyone, so it kind of forced me to want to be more social. Mm -hmm. And so I reached out to Mariana Urea, who was the social media assistant for the marketing program my junior year. And she um, recommended to me that I get more involved. And I, to do that, she said, join SMA, go to events. Um, so I started doing that. And then Kat um, Armstrong, Soul, who is our marketing professor here on campus, she uh, was telling me that there were officer roles opening up for SMA. Mm -hmm. And I was like, that's a great way to get involved. So I decided to apply, and I got it. And then later that year, Mariana reached out to me and asked if I wanted to be social media assistant for the program. <laughs> and I said, whoa, that's a lot. Yeah. But I said, 
I, I wanted to get involved, I wanted to do it, and I wanted my senior year to um, really mean a lot to me, and so I decided to take on those roles, and here I am, and I love it. You're killing it, yeah, yeah. awesome. <laughs> and can I ask how, what made you want to go into the marketing program in the first place? I always wanted to get into business. My mom is an entrepreneur, mm -hmm. and so I grew up with her coming up with business ideas and executing them. So I wanted to follow in her footsteps. So I came into the uh, to the into Western's uh, College of Business and Economics, and marketing seemed like the most fun. It mm -hmm. seemed where I could have the most creativity. Um, so I decided to do the marketing program. Mm -hmm. We're talking about that with our previous guest Brian about how. Um some of the CBE majors can be a little intimidating. We were yeah. talking, again, no offense to accounting majors and all that, we <laughs> love you guys, but um, there's so many rules to follow and mm -hmm. it's very straightforward thinking. Yes. In marketing, you have the ability to have the creative freedom. So yes. I totally see how that's a huge appeal mm -hmm. um, for anyone, really. Plus you also get to learn how to market yourself, which is really important. Of course, personal brand mm -hmm. is is huge. And yeah. you know, networking, a lot of students are afraid of networking opportunities like, oh, how do I sell myself? Well, marketing, yes. that's how, and really being able to advocate for yourself especially. Mm -hmm. And we do a lot of networking events here on camp in the marketing program, so that's awesome. No, yeah, especially. And also, you mentioned networking. Um, speaking of upcoming events, um, we have some stuff like uh, Back to Beeham on May 20th. Can you talk uh, talk about like what that is really? Yeah. So. Every year, Western holds Back to Bellingham, where alumni can come back to campus and reconnect. Um, where our event is um, the Marketing Reunion, also called uh, Back to Parks Hall, and it's for alumni to come back on campus and reconnect. Um, there will be a few alumni who are giving Pesha Kucha presentations, which are 20-second slides, and it's six minutes long, and the topic is um, lessons you've learned in your career. Mm -hmm. yeah. Okay, that's awesome. And then also for upcoming events, uh, Give Day is happening on May 25th, uh, which is where alumni are given the opportunity to kind of show their pride and their roots here at Western mm -hmm. um, and be able to donate to special causes that will allow students to help develop their you know, personal brand mm -hmm. like we keep bringing up, um, but keep moving forward in their career. Can you kind of talk about what Give Day means to you? Yeah, I love Give Day. I have been a recipient of Give Day scholarships, so once I have the ability to give back, I know I definitely will. Mm -hmm. um, give Day is really awesome because half of the donations that come to the marketing program go straight into scholarships, which I think is amazing. Mm -hmm. it, and then the other half goes to funding events that we hold in the marketing program. So the holiday social that we had in um, fall, the case competition we had in winter, and the marketing reunion and the Meet the Professional event that we're having uh, this quarter um, mm -hmm. is all funded by Give Day donations, which is awesome. We're also holding a minority student, student marketing chat next Friday okay. um, for uh, minority students to um, share their experience on campus with me and give me ideas of what they'd like to see and how to improve the program. And that's all going to be funded with um, Give Day dollars. Okay, awesome. And I, so Rebecca, we talked a little bit about Give Day. We talked a bit about Back to Beeham. You also mentioned Meet the Professionals. What is that? Yeah, so Meet the Professionals is an, is an event that's going to be going on while the marketing reunion is going on, and Meet the Professionals is for the students. So they'll be doing mock interview prep and resume reviews with alumni, which I think is really awesome because alumni know what employers are looking for in those resumes, so that's a great way for students to beef up their resumes and to practice interviews. I know I've only had one job interview for marketing, and it was really scary, <laughs> so doing mock interviews would be great. Um, but 
I know how intimidating it can be. So uh, marketing program is actually uh, partnering up with Morgan Wynn, who runs the professional career readiness program here on campus, and she's going to help students prepare for those mock interviews. So mm -hmm. if you're scared, don't be. There'll be an event to help prepare you. Mm -hmm. And she also runs the uh, Business 310 class, which mm -hmm. was recently implemented um, mm -hmm. through the help of Kat Armstrong and other professors, mm -hmm. um, which allows students to kind of help beef up their, their personal image. They, they learn how to make elevator pitches. They mm -hmm. learn how to network, how to talk to, you know, yeah. alumni and, you know, recruiters. Because it is scary. I know my first time, I was absolutely terrified. Mm -hmm. I went to her office hours uh, the day before or the day of the uh, career fair. And I was like, Morgan, I'm terrified. I'm scared. I, I don't know what to do. She's like, all right, Kyle, calm down. Take a deep breath. Let's go over it. And, you know, she walked me through the elevator pitches, um, what was it, the, the star interviews, mm -hmm. just, like telling a story and whatnot. Um, and afterwards, I got two internships out of that. And it was just super successful. Really, it, it meant the world to me that she was able to help me do that. Mm -hmm. And I, it's only for college, the, the CBE students, mm -hmm. but honestly, I think it should be for everyone. Mm -hmm. uh, learning how to network, how to meet people, and how to have interviews and meaningful conversations. That's a huge skill that people are missing out on. And so yeah. I think everyone should be attending the Meet the Professionals. Yeah. So yeah, awesome. Thank you, Rebecca. Thank you. For more details regarding these events, uh, you can check out our description of the podcast, and you know we'll hope to see you at these events, such as Give Day, Meet the Professionals, Back to Beham, and so forth. Uh, well, Rebecca, thank you again for being on the podcast today. Thank you for having uh, me. We look forward to seeing you at some of these future events. Mm -hmm. um, if you have any further questions uh, regarding any resources or events, um, you can find more information on the WW Marketing Students or WW Marketing Instagram page. You can also follow us on our LinkedIn page <laughs> and our Facebook page. And I have office hours on a Monday if you'd like to come talk to me. All right, awesome. Thank you, Rebecca. Thank you. And thank you for listening to the first episode of Marketing by the Minute, Breaking Barriers, Season 4, featuring alumni Brian Scowcroft and student rep Rebecca Andrews. Make sure to follow all their marketing communities activities on all of our socials will be linked down below. I'm your host, Kyle Berg, and until next time. Mm -hmm.